0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Today, I am in the studio with Haley Versalis. She is our brand new communications director, and uh, she will personally give $100 to anybody who can spell her name accurately first. And last without cheating and that is that is her commitment. She is on a six-figure salary, so it's going to be easy money for
1: her. to spare. Yeah. That's
0: right. That's right. So Haley, welcome to the Village Church podcast. Thank Q&A you so podcast. much.
1: Thank you for having me. So
0: how many days at the time of recording have you actually been on staff at Village Church?
1: This is my fourth official day.
0: Awesome. So we thought we would throw you into the fire, and the big question of the day is going to be what does a communications director Do. But before we get there, let's just kind of rewind because a lot of people don't know who you are. Right. They don't know where you've come from. They're thinking to themselves, Haley, they've heard your name randomly, but honestly, a lot of people don't even know what you look like yet. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, a little bit of a challenge if they don't even know what you look like. Right. So, Haley, you just graduated from Moody Bible Institute um, this past December. So, tell us, what did you study? And then, tell us, what did you do for the last two weeks? Because you had quite an adventure.
1: Yeah. So, I just graduated. In December. And I graduated with a pre-counseling Bible degree. So Mm -hmm. pre-counseling mainly, we studied psychology, sociology, and euthetic and integrated counseling. And then also at Moody, I got a lot of Bible and theology classes, which I really Love.
0: Did you know my wife was a pre counseling major as well?
1: Yes, I did know that. Yep.
0: So if you do pre counseling, if you actually want to be like an actual counselor, you got to get your master's right. degree. Right. Pretty Otherwise, much
1: everyone is getting their yeah. master's degree. Yeah. If you try
0: counseling without that, you're like a, a doctor trying to practice without Very a law degree. <laughs> no one,
1: no one comes to me for counseling.
0: Yeah. No, no, but no, but truly, the uh, what most people don't realize about the Moody counseling degree is that it is actually one of the better counseling degrees. So that if you were to go take your master's, right, there will be some classes that you haven't obviously taken because they're master's level. But Moody is just top-notch and doing an incredible job of preparing people, over preparing people for their master's program.
1: Right. I feel very prepared to go into the master's program. Yep,
0: That's yeah. sweet. So um, you did that. And then for the last two weeks, where yeah, were you? So
1: for the last two weeks, I had the opportunity to be in Israel. Um, great way for me to finish up my college career. And so we toured biblical sites and um, historical. And then also we toured a lot of modern sites in Israel and yep. learned a lot about the geopolitical situation there. And yep. it was really informative and a lot to process.
0: Do you see a difference between what you saw and what the American media portrays?
1: I think that that was the biggest thing I took yeah. out of the trip was that our media is so biased. We present Israel, we present a lot of issues, but specifically in this case, Israel mm. um, as an enemy where um, if you would look and see the communities that have been bombed and attacked, you see that they're not they're not the enemy and they're not as evil as media would like to portray them to be. Isn't
0: that interesting? It's just a weird uh, it's a weird world when, um, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's a weird world when Christians are now opposing Israel. Like that to me is like even a weirder like concept. Right,
1: I think that we need to be aware that as Christians, the history of our faith is Israel and all of the stories we've read about our whole lives have taken place in Israel. And so I was just blessed to be able to look and touch and be at the places, Mm. but for those who aren't, we need to stand with Israel and Mm. support them.
0: So, as you think about all of the biblical stories that you have read, which which one story took on the most life and meaning while you were standing on the geography of it?
1: I think the biggest story that took on the most meaning was when Peter and Jesus walk on water, Mm. and we had a chance to go on a cruise on the Sea of Galilee, Mm. which was incredible, and to be able to look out and see Capernaum and the Mount of Beatitudes in the distance, and Mm. then to imagine. A storm in that area. And then to see how terrified the disciples must have been to see an actual man walking on the water. And then the faith of Peter to even be able to step out of the boat was really actually um, inspiring to me. And to picture it was really beautiful.
0: That's awesome. Why did you graduate early? Are you an overachiever? It's okay if you are.
1: (laughs) I would say I actually never planned on graduating early. I looked at my schedule only a few months ago and realized that if I pushed myself, I could graduate early and I yep. decided why not? And so here I am.
0: <laughs> Here's what I think is really cool is because we were, um, Bethany, the um, who is the former communications right. director, we were praying that um, the Lord would show us somebody by January. But to, to be honest, it was such a tight time frame that we did not think that was even going to be plausible. Um, so the fact that the Lord had put that on your heart, it's just kind of cool to watch how God goes before you and he's like, oh yeah, FYI, Job for you in January. You know, and you got to like finish really.
1: Right. I, just, I never, you know. I didn't have any like motivation or reason to graduate early. I just felt like that was what I was supposed to do. And here, you know, a few months later, I have this position. It had to have been so orchestrated by God.
0: Even the way your name came up, it was uh, a person that I don't even think you know, who we had told the church, hey, we're looking for applicants, whatever, You, nobody let us know. And they said, oh, yeah, I know. I heard Haley was graduating in in December. And I was like, oh, why not? And my first thought was— you're really young. You're like 13 and that's probably <laughs> I'm kidding you're 21, which is not young at all. I mean, it is young if you're 50, but it's, I mean, objectively in terms of like you're a college graduate and awesome and all those other great things and actually more theologically put together and sounded biblically solid than most humans I know so that's actually been oh, well, um, thank you which basically means village church if you have really hard questions ask ask Kaylee don't ask me and you can also call her Hillary as, as some of our friends have called you so um please don't that is not a political statement that was just a god honest um funny mistake uh-huh. so here's the here's the big question of the day you come into village church and uh this is a whole I mean you've been to village church your family has attended for the last year or so right but you've been, you've been to college you've been off doing things you know you're an adult so what have you seen from village church from a distance. And then, which is over the last like four days, gosh. Um, But you've also been interacting with Bethany and with Village since November, December. Um, So you've had some experience to be able to see what's going on. You've been around. Like, what have you kind of learned about Village Church? Um, And then uh, here's a question. What do you want to change? (laughs)
1: Sure. When I was in college, I tried a lot of different churches and before settling on my home church where I was for three years. And When you walk into a church, I think you can tell if you're going to like it or not, and you can feel the atmosphere of a church. And so when I walked into Village Church, it felt like a family right away. Mm. And it felt like a group of people who were honest with each other, who loved one another, who supported one another, and who cared for one another. Mm. That's something that you can't fake, and that's something that You can't put out without it actually being who these people are.
0: Yeah, Sincerity is impossible to fake. And anybody with half a brain, you can tell as soon as someone's up front, you can tell if they are just a face. You can tell if they're just putting on a mask. I mean, it's we're so used to seeing fake that we can now like culturally, I think, spot it out, you know.
1: Right. And I think that the moment that I. Really felt like I belonged was during the interview process, actually, mm. and I had a few people come up to me and tell me that they were praying for me, uh, regardless if I got the job or not. And I I knew immediately this was a place that I wanted to work mm. because the faith and the love of someone to pray for someone they didn't know who might not even work here just shows the sincerity mm. of this church, which also
0: shows like even going before you, um, like Bethany did such a good job that she created such I think, a communal affection for the position. Right. And I think people over the last two years have started to understand how absolutely vital what she did was. And I know for Bethany, like, she is super pumped about you. And whenever you work on something for seven years— and you have to give that away.
1: It's like your baby.
0: It's like your baby. You know, it's very personal. And uh, just to see somebody who shared her heart, her doctrinal soundness, her clarity, um, her desire to love Village Church, her desire to build into the future. Like uh, she obviously like she felt very excited, feels very excited very strongly about you. And and uh, but the church has kind of shared that communal like appreciation.
1: Right, I'm so blessed by that. Yep. And Bethany just exemplified that.
0: Yep, It's also interesting because nothing gets done unless it goes through you. So everybody also knows if they want anything done, they need to pray for this girl.
1: <laughs> right, right. They're forced to be nice to me, yeah. but uh, I'll take it.
0: Uh, no. Forced? No, yeah. no, that's no, not No, I true. can see where that could be, but no. they'll tell you what they think. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> good, 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 good. So what, um, if you could change one thing about Village Church, what would it be? I did not prepare her for this, by the way, audience. She's just kind of getting thrown in. Um, if you could change one thing that's in your control other than you and me.
1: Sure. I think the biggest thing that I would change is I want to be a place where people can tell their stories mm-hmm. and um, hear their other people's stories. And so whether that be through our facebook social media blogs podcasts i want to hear more about the people who go to the church and i want them to have platforms to share how god has worked in their lives mm-hmm. how village church has touched them and impacted their lives and so i think that i think that we can be a storytelling church cool. and i think that our faith and the gospel is shared through our stories. And yep. so, if we can feel comfortable enough to share them with our family here at Village, then we can go and tell our unbelieving neighbors and
0: coworkers about God. That's awesome. Have you listened by chance to the Story Brand podcast yet? Yes, I have. You did. Oh, cool. All right. Then we won't talk about that. Audience, if you are at all in a business atmosphere or culture that is contingent on storytelling, go listen to the Story Brand podcast. Start at the very beginning, the first seven episodes, and uh, you won't regret it. So it really is incredible. It is. So tell me, uh, big picture what does a communications director do?
1: As a communications director, I exist to serve the church and be a gatekeeper of information um, to be able to make sure that every member of the church feels informed. They feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves in regards to making sure that they know when something as little as making sure they know when an event is going on can make someone feel connected to the church. And so if I'm doing my job correctly, I should not exist and the information should go out and Mm so i want to make sure that that's clear streamlined and that we can through the various capacities in facebook instagram the website and social media um, promote village church but not only promote village church but make sure each of the members feels like they're heard and they can share what they want to share with the church
0: so we have a we have an information flow which is really important you have a A service. I'm just reiterating what I hear you saying. Um, Your job is to serve the church by getting that information out. And then, like, what else? Keep talking. What's.
1: And then I want to make sure that I can tell the stories of the church. And like I was saying earlier through Facebook and social media. So I want to hear from you and I want to be able to articulate to the church because our greatest strength is. Um, The experiences we've had. Mm -hmm. So I want to share how Village Church has touched so many people's lives over the last few days, even. Mm -hmm. I have talked with people and I've been asking people how long they've been at the church. And um, even just through that question, I've heard already how the Village Church has impacted them. And so... Um, through that, I want to make sure that other people hear about that because I want everyone to hear how um, this church and the work that God is doing through it is impacting their lives personally and collectively, their their families and their culture.
0: Yep. A couple weeks ago, we released a podcast. Um, it was about vision, but one of the things we talked about is that momentum is a psychological experiential thing that happens inside of a community, and it happens— when the community is able to celebrate wins and they feel like the mission is moving forward. And so in smaller communities, sometimes it's hard to find the wins because so many people are in process. And really the win, most people don't like saying, oh, I'm in the middle of a marital struggle, right? Right. But they don't mind telling the story afterwards. And right. afterwards, that's when you kind of capture some of those wins. But to be able to hear the stories and to find the wins and to tell them, it's actually one of the most uh, psychologically exciting and beneficial things that a communications director or a pastor can do is help people celebrate. We have a mission to make disciples and when disciples are made uh, when they are going, growing, or overcoming we celebrate these things and God has wired us in such a way that when a community experiences win, the community feels better and they're more inclined to accomplish the mission more. And winning is addictive. Nobody likes losing the mission and we're the church we want to win the mission, you know? So I think what's really neat about your job is like uh, you get to help people um, get excited, not manufacture fake excitement but for them to see what God is already doing. That I think is one of like the most important things. So if I could like give you pastoral counsel, um, God is moving in most churches, even the churches that don't feel like they have momentum. the problem is they don't either have a system or the eyes to see what God is doing. And if you can't see it, you cannot articulate what you cannot observe. You cannot articulate that which you are not able to experience or see. And so many people, they just need to have their eyes open to what God is already doing and learn how to tell those stories. And uh, churches that don't have momentum, sometimes they just want to tell them, like, God is working here. Like, the problem is you're not telling the stories. You're not telling the wins. I think most churches, our church included, has really struggled with learning how to tell the stories um, of other people. Um, and I think that's one of the things that growth does benefit you is more stories, more opportunity for that.
1: And the Holy Spirit is always working in all of us. And so we're always producing stories. We're always—our we always, faith is always changing yep. and always growing. And just because we are sharing the wins doesn't mean that we don't want to talk about the hard, difficult Absolutely. things yeah. of people in this church. Yep. Just because— we're promoting perhaps how the village church has really come alongside someone doesn't mean that that doesn't mean they're not coming alongside
0: them in hard situations. Yep, I mean, a win. So for me, a win is when somebody shares a hardship.
1: Right. Like that's overcoming.
0: Right. Like I'm in the, like pride in me wants to hide and be alone. A win is when someone says, I can't do it alone. A win is when we get a prayer email and the whole church comes around and starts praying for somebody. A win is somebody's in the middle of a heart surgery and and there's a group of people showing up at the hospital to pray over that person and to encourage them. Wins, Wins happen even when it feels like a loss.
1: Right. And it takes bravery and it takes guts to share your story, yep. even in the hard times. But I think something that I've said before, a Village Church is honest. Mm -hmm. And so you will get the story how it actually happened, and we can see, when we're honest with one another, we can see God shine through.
0: And that's one of the things Bethany preserved was honesty in the stories we're able to tell. And so you get to take that legacy and take it on for the season that God gives you this job. You might be 70 years old and retire in the position, and God knows you might have to Get married in a year and whatever you're single so which actually brings us to our question for tomorrow so will you come back tomorrow and answer a different question for us on singleness say yes <laughs> <laughs> here's the question yeah. what if i don't think i'm called to be single but i'm still not married what do i do uh so tomorrow haley's going to be with us she's going to answer that question and it's going to be awesome see you tomorrow